0: everybody how you guys doing out there shug me the mooney we're doing episode 76 spirit of 76 november 14th 2021 uh oscar uh the, the anniversary of odd couple uh was yesterday and uh this morning or last night i was watching our uh our video on the odd couple uh How how are you doing today, Shug? I'm good. Um, actually, just got
1: the hardcover edition of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to go along with the one that we're reading. Mm -hmm. So I got my um, my
0: copy in my library right here. Um, So
1: all five of those videos where we chronicle, you know, from um cover to cover the. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a lot of the references where we dissected um, different plot points and stuff that were different from the movies, those are all up. So if you can, please watch those. I spent a lot of time working on them. I enjoyed working on them. Another thing that's out, John Hughes, we finally put that out. That was something cool to work on. Um, Watched out myself. I know some people probably watch... Like, a handful of people probably watched the first version. I didn't realize. And that's what happens when you work on something over, like, a span of time and you just want to get it out. Like, I had, like, a little misspelling on the um video. But I fixed it, put out a whole new version where I was corrected. So, I hope you guys check that out and enjoy. Um, That's about it. Other than I just been chilling, nice, quiet, easy weekend. Oh no, really. if this
0: if this was radio, terrestrial radio, I would have to have my uh the uh seven second delay, cough button. Uh I've I've been sick like for a week. I, I haven't I used to take pride and I was always uh I never used to get sick, but I guess I'm an old man now, so uh feeling a little better, but all week long. I guess it's just the changing of the weather and like it's it's you know it's November, but it feels like September. Like it's just weird. There's people who have Halloween decorations still up and Christmas trees in the in their house. So they they kept up Halloween decorations, but they already got their tree. Um but yeah, I appreciate Sug. You did a fantastic job. It was so much fun working on those videos. The, the you know, the all those projects we did beautiful. Um but yeah, we're now we're now moving forward on uh, today's episode, and we have uh, two things we're going to talk about in particular, and this is something that we love talking about TV, um, like I just mentioned Odd Couple, uh, that was a classic, um, but there's a lot of shows that were, uh, I was a big fan of, and I just, for some reason, gave up on, so me and Sher we're going to discuss that, we're going to pick one of uh, the shows that we were like really fans of, and then they just gave up on. So that's that's gonna be fun. Also, on uh, a less, a uh, more serious note, uh, the trial of Kyle Rinhouse. Many, it's it's all over the news. Uh, August twenty twenty, uh, during the summer, um, the incident happened where an uh, un- underage, a young, a guy, a man, but he was a young younger kid, but he's like you know. He's being tried uh, for triple triple murder, and uh, we'll get into that in more detail. But uh, the whole question about it is the severity of it. They're it, they're gonna go easy on him, and that seems to be the case. Shug, right? Yeah. Like there's a whole thing about that. Um, that. That's gonna be what we're talking about today. Um, also, uh, I can do my little spiel about wrestling. I'm wearing my wrestling hat, my AEW hat. Um, I got a few things I want to mention about that. Hopefully we can uh, do that. And then we're going to, of course, have the award of the week. Uh, so we're going to get into that. All right, Shug. Big thing in the news is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, a lot of people, uh, everyone should remember this. This was a big deal uh, during uh, 2020, one of the wildest years um an incident happened shug um what's your thoughts on it uh was first uh when it actually happened last year we talked about it you know it was one of our early episodes uh but shug how you feeling about that yeah i
1: mean just to begin with like the facts you know we all know um after the murder of george floyd and also even before i the murder of Breonna Taylor, which was something else we all all things we've discussed on here. Um you know, there was obviously a heightened um social awareness and a lot of demonstrations and protests being taking place like all around the country, um, for Black Lives Matter, and just highlighting like as I've been saying for many, many as long as we've been doing this if not before that we're we're just like as black people trying to like you know at this point basically trying to get people to be aware of our existence and we're just people and we're not really like you know expendable um but just the facts about Kyle Rittenhouse is you know this demonstration I think took place in um Illinois, and he's actually mm-hmm. no. It actually took place in Milwaukee, and he crossed right. the state lines from Illinois, um, with gun with a gun that wasn't his AR fifteen, which is an assault rifle. Um, he claimed that he was going there to protect businesses and be an EMT, but he was sixteen at the time, so there's no way he was like a certified EMT. Um. As I said, he was a minor and he had these guns illegally, you know, while underage, um, especially with guns that aren't your own. And his mother was the one that took him from Illinois to Wisconsin. Um, so it's kind of like beyond me why she isn't on trial also because, you know, she's she's basically um, an accessory to, to these homicides. And we all know like, you know, the, the um I already kind of had my inkling that like this thing was kinda gonna be like really like jokey from the jump because I think the, the judge requested or at least um rule that the prosecutors couldn't even um couldn't call this is gonna sound weird coming on and out, couldn't call the victims victims because that would be um leading the jury or something like that, but he did allow the defense team of Kyle Rittenhouse to call the people who've been killed, writers, um, um, and some other kind of, like, inflammatory terms. So I understand how you can't call victims victims, but you could call, you know, the victims, you know, all of these inflammatory things and how one is, you know, leading the jury and the other one isn't, but, you know, that was the case. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then we got into the trial and we saw, you know, what was going on. And like, I didn't really watch it on TV cause I've been kind of like running around this week. Um, I just was watching like the clips on video and, um, I mean, on, on Twitter, on social media, a little, you know, clips of, you know, such as him crying, which is, we're going to get into, mm-hmm. um, the judge, you know, basically like scolding the prosecutor, um, you know, and one of the things, like, I noticed in the background is, like, the judge had, like, a um, Milwaukee Brewers tissue box. So, I thought that was interesting. I was kind of, like, offhand, you know, oh, all right. like, you know, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you have, like, a regular old, like, Kleenex box there? Like, wouldn't they have some kind of, like, covering or something like that? Um, And then, um, this is just, like, a quick aside. We're not really nothing having to do with anything. It's just I'm kind of disappointed because... I go on UniWatch blog, which is ran by Paul Lucas, who used to write for ESPN. And now he writes for like various different um, sports media companies. And he just talks about like the peculiarities of. Um, of like, you know, sports logos and, and uniforms and stuff like that, little uniqueness. You know, if anybody remembers way back when like Sabathio Sabathia was introduced to um introduce as a Yankee in his press conference, um, I remember Mike Francesa. He was like, you know, for you know, going over like the whole press conference, and like one of the reporters was asking, like, "Will CC be the Yankee that has like the most pinstripes on his jersey because you know of his size?" And Mike Francesa was just like shitting on him. And the person I asked that question was Paul Lucas, but I bring him up because. On his blog, like he wrote like a cute little article about this like silly ass judge, you know, saying um written house judge is biased. This is the title written house judges biased, to dot 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 towards the brew crew. Um, uh, because he showed up wearing a brewer's jacket and he had the brewers thing in the, the background, and he even joked that I wonder if like MLB um has like merchandise um such as, like, a gavel as brewer, like, a, a Milwaukee Brewer-style, like, gavel. And I just thought it was so, like, out of line. And it was just weird to be, you know, making light of, like, a triple homicide case. Uh, it was, you know, like, I still like the blog, but I just thought that that was weird. And um, they kind of, like, at the end of it kind of said, you know, oh, I know, like, this is, like, a charged topic, da 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 but you know, we're keeping things to uniform. And I'm like, then why did you write this whole thing? So that's a quick aside. If I didn't have
0: anything to do with
1: anything you could skip over that, but, but I, that, I you can, know.
0: I can interject on that. That's, I I watched it uh, on social media as well. Um, and it was all like jokes. Um, it was judge Bruce Schroeder, I believe. And he was a meme, like they made a meme out of this guy cause he was so, the way he was acting, uh, you know and we're making light of triple homicide. You know, someone on, on trial for it, um, but it just seems to be the way people uh, are taking in a lot of the um, taking in information now. They they make light of it and make jokes of it because it's yeah, it's very serious. It was very serious. It's uh, and with. I mean, I'll make a joke now too. I wish we had Bob Euchre to to do the trial, do do the court. You know, in Milwaukee uh, Brewer because um, it's like. It's it's crazy. It's like nuts. Um just how people are uh they making light of everything. Yeah,
1: uh, and, you know, they've made like memes. I've seen like a lot of memes of him um mm-hmm. crying and people using odd to, to joke. And I I'm, I'm be like I'd be lying if I said I wasn't laughing at it, but you know we could get into the seriousness of the case. First of all, the kids. The guy's, you know, 16 when he did it. He's 18 now because, um, you know, he is, it's been almost two years. Um, and it's just as interesting because, you know, people always talk about there being like two Americas. And you have like the extrajudicial killings of, you know, black kids who were also minors, you know, such as. Um, you know, in a vigilante style killing, which was you know, my uh, George Zimmerman mm-hmm. with, um, Trayvon Martin and killing Trayvon Martin, and then you also had a, you know, cop showing up to a Cleveland park, and shooting Tamir Rice within seconds because he was in a park playing with a toy toy gun, mm-hmm. um, and both of those guys, you know, both of those kids didn't get dead day in court, so um. It's just interesting, like the kid gloves that he's being handled with when it comes mm-hmm. to this judge. It's like they're coddling
0: him, and it's, and it's the way this judge is uh, handling it. It's kind of like, oh no, he's he's a He's a good kid, you know. Like we're gonna we're gonna make sure um, the, 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 the 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 word the the language is like like um, the verbiage that you you touched on, where like you can't call a victims victim. It's like they're, they're like making it they're. Um, it's, it's, it's in, in that way where it's okay, somebody anyone else would they be locked up in uh, prison for like waiting trial and they would, you know they'll they never have like their day in court mm-hmm. and they'll just be locked away, forgotten. and now we have this spotlight on this. Um, again, you know I believe um, so it was o- August 2020 yes yeah, so we're almost a year and a half later. And when I first saw the trial, it was crocodile tears. It was like, and they made the meme about him crying. Um, but people forget. Like, I this is what I've been saying. He, he commuted, and people like, in when they're twitcher, like he was protecting his community. He wasn't from there. He crossed straight lines, got dropped off by his mom. Like he was going to a freaking like prom, you know, like a, like an event. Oh, this is gonna be fun, and then you know. This is going to be, um, you know, it, it was a crazy summer last year, but uh, it's just crazy that people don't even know the facts. They think that he was like, Oh, he's protecting his his community and stuff. And he went, he commuted there, and I don't know how, how people don't even know the facts about it.
1: Yeah, and when you talk about like Godlin, he starts, he started crying on the sun, breaking down all first of all, like. You know, growing up, I always thought, that like, if you ever were on trial for anything, like, it, you'd have to go up on a stand and, like, defend yourself. But I'm finding that you, you really, you don't have to. And a lot of um criminal defense attorneys, like, advise against taking a stand. But for whatever reason, his defense, um as we're going to detail in this whole thing, perhaps they already know that, like, you know, Basically the fix is in that what can they lose from him going on the sand. And a lot of people are even saying, like some like legal analysts are even saying now that like the crying actually might help his case because it might, you know, um sway the jury to to be sympathetic towards him. Mm-hmm. But the judge was the judge was like sympathetic to him because he called a 10-minute recess, which I find fascinating because he's breaking down and recounting the events right but we talked about it because remember i forgot what it's called like black rifle coffee or something like that gave him like an endorsement deal or some shit like that Mm. i remember we were talking about it where we was like you know they got him standing there like it's like a like a, a sports like endorsement or something like that and i'm like when he was recounting when he's getting all of these positive things out of it he wasn't crying so why is he crying now when he's recounting it like, if you didn't do anything wrong, why are you breaking down? Like, like um? essentially, you get what I'm saying. Like, mm. there were no tears when you were doing this, like, right-wing photo op tour around the country, you know, parading yourself Uh, you know, where the right-wing media was parading you as some kind of, like, hero and shit. And then another person I called his shit out, you know, LeBron James, I feel so, like, um... I feel so conflicted because I hate being being I hate being baited into like talking nice about um LeBron James because you uh, we all know I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of his, but you know he called it out um on social media and then he had all these right wing people um going after him saying like oh Kyle Rittenhouse is more of a man than LeBron would ever be and I'm like. Well, you know what, like LeBron James is like building schools, doing like philanthropic things and nobody, he hasn't killed anybody. So he's already got him beat there. Uh, And then I think his attorney was saying that LeBron James should be more focused on the Los Angeles Lakers than Kyle Rittenhouse. And I would say in response, if I was on LeBron's um, PR team, I'll put out a statement saying like, well, perhaps if Kyle Rittenhouse would have spent time Focusing on school books instead of trying to instead of going on Proud Boy on um, subreddits and Proud Boy message boards, you know, perhaps he wouldn't be on trial for murder crying like a little bitch on the stand.
0: It, yeah. Um, the power of social media, you just mentioned Reddit, these like these blogs and um, discussion boards, they, they cultivate and they they, you know, people get lost. You know he got into this whole world of um right wing you know like um you know conspiracy theories and stuff and we we have to focus on this trial i know before i said that it's crazy to how like the magnifying glass on him just because he's like a like a white like kid white guy but uh we saw it on january 6 too it was on facebook it was a facebook group where hey we're going to we're gonna, uh, you know, stop the steal, and it played out in real life. I it was virtual, then it became real, and that's the power, the danger, danger, and um, just the scary thing about the internet and social media and how, you know, it could be really what you know great, or it could be a dangerous tool, and it's being played out now, we're, and we're watching it. Uh, deliberation uh, is next. Uh, the yeah. jury deliberation is next. That's next step this week because we're recording on Sunday. So during the week, that's going to be the next thing. Uh... Yeah, it's,
1: it's been like a hell of a lot quicker mm-hmm. than the um, Derek Chauvin case
0: because mm-hmm. remember yeah. that
1: was a good couple of weeks. This was basically like last week, and we we we're, we're done. Like the fence already rests.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. When we watch, we I watched that. We watched that uh, live. The uh, the trial, the the verdict. We saw him. We all know who he is, um, and it, it was just—it was just powerful. Like you know, we saw the crocodile tears, as as we would call it, with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. He uh, Chauvin was just like he was like a, a deer in, deer in the headlights. Um, it's just crazy. How many more uh, trials we're gonna have from uh, the rank, from what happened uh, last year? Um, you know, it's just very interesting. Um, that's why, you know, uh, that's that's the importance of talking about this because people have to be held, held accountable, you know. You can have – you can say what you will on the Internet and stuff, and then when you actually go out there and you commute somewhere and murder three people, you know, he, he has to be the face of uh, of what, 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 we, what we see on the Internet because uh, a lot of people – or we'll defend him and they'll say, oh, he was doing, he was, he's a hero. And it's just me and you talk about it all the time. It's it's a very uh, scary fact that, yeah, uh, yeah it's scary.
1: I go open up Blake, you know, you let him go, it could open up a lot more people to you know basically this is why we have like vigilante laws i like, have people just showing up at like gay pride rallies or or women's marches or obviously they're gonna keep showing up to like blm rallies and you know just feel like compelled like oh yeah we have to do this we, we have to kill you know we have to defend our people um we have to defend whatever or businesses and this on or whatever when it's really just like yeah I have like these sick um fantasies of you know what I interpret to be patriotism which is just killing people who hate America and people who hate America to them are just basically people who are different from them. Um but going back to like the judge I just, you know we just want to go through like the 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 things that have been going on. Obviously, one of the famous one of the more um circle circulated clips has been the judge basically like scolding the prosecutor. Um, because I guess beforehand he like judged that um the video footage couldn't really be like zoomed in and you know cleaned up or whatever, so you could basically see you could accurately see what happened in the video, which is just astounding. Like you know, uh, uh, like a month ago, like we had an episode where like the audio on our like mm. broadcast was like really, really poor. We tried to clean it up as best as we possibly can, but it's it'll be like if that judge said like, no, you got to put it out just like that. Like, because mm. we don't know if it's going to get like manipulated and blah, 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 blah. And then he explained his ruling um through his own like technological like ineptitude because he was explaining to somebody he was explaining I thought he was just explaining like offhand I didn't realize like it was actually in like the procession of court that he's actually like discussing this where he pulls out his phone and he's like you know I don't want to keep all my text messages on my phone and I don't know how to save them so what I do is I screenshot them and when I screenshot them you know it's these long you know when people send you these long things He's like, you know, and then when you blow them up, like it's 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 hard to read. And he was like, that's the reason why he didn't want the stuff blown up. And it's just like, no, it's the reason why the stuff needs to be blown up is because we have like 4K, 8K, like all of these, you know, high quality um picture qualities for you to look at stuff. So if they're saying like he had his gun pointed, you know, if the if the person who, who he killed. You know, he's saying, like, yeah, this person had a gun pointed at me. And, you know, you come to find out when you blow the thing up, it's not his. It's, it wasn't a gun. It was his finger. You know, that's important stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying, like, you can't do that. And his phone went off. And apparently the song I was playing was a song that Trump plays at his own rallies, you know, plays at his rallies mm-hmm. um regularly. Um, you know, and I guess that one, you could kind of at least play devil's advocate and say like, all right, maybe it's just like a song he likes, you know, maybe at some point some journalists will, you know, or journalists will look into this guy and find out like what he's all about. Maybe he was a Trump supporter. Um, and then kind of like an alarming thing was, I guess he was discussing like, um, I guess like they were going to break for lunch and he was you know, talking to somebody in a court about um, Asian food arriving by boats. Mm-hmm. um, Which, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Milwaukee. I've never been to Milwaukee, so I don't know what they're, you know, I, I don't know. But I know that, like, it's not like Venice. Like, people, there's not like Uber, like, water taxis bringing your food. Um, And some people are saying like what he's probably like referring to is like, you know, over in um, Thailand and all those different countries, like, you know, they travel by boat. Um, So that could be something, you know, it's, it's just astounding to me. And, you know, all in all, like the judges antics really have me ready for, you know, some really poor sentencing um if he's found guilty like i even said that like if he's found guilty i wouldn't be surprised if like the judge literally just physically leaned over to kyle rittenhouse and just slapped him on the wrist like physically in front of everybody and just say all right like you know you've done bad do better By, you know um which we've already seen already with like brock turner everybody like that's another thing i've seen is like a lot of people are saying like he might put um, as far as like just negligence at um presiding over a case and sentencing, he might probably um put the judge from Brock Turner's trial to 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 shame with his sentencing. So I'll, I'll actually really be like shocked if he's found guilty at this point, really.
0: And and that's the whole thing about we talked about it last week, uh, or a couple weeks ago, uh, movies that scare you that aren't technically hard. And in prison and like the court system is very scary because we have a, a judge, the same thing with our Supreme Court. Like They have, we have to submit to them. Uh, and it could be, uh, you can get like a hundred years for like forging um, uh, checks, but then with actual murder, like, it's like, you're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta, hey, we gotta, we, you can't say this. And it's, it's just very scary. Um, but I always say, hey, it's you know the social contract. We we, we, we live in the society and we have to we have to follow, uh, which is a, it's a very scary thing. Really. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm
1: even if he is found guilty, I'm just bracing myself for just like you know him just basically getting. Um, you know, a very, very light sense, sentence, if any, you know, could be like probation, could be a suspended sentence or something like that. Um, but it really made me think of um, Tamir Rice, first of all, you know, killed within seconds. And we've all seen the footage of Rittenhouse walking up and down past police with his gun um, and them, you know, thinking nothing of it. And another thing it made me think of because Ashley. You know, I watched When They See Us um, when it came out. And I watched documentaries of the Exonerated Five, formerly known as the Central Park Five. And I actually last week walked across 110th Street. And I actually saw like the entrance where they went in from Schomburg Plaza you know, up in Harlem, you know, right where you know you go into Central Park. Yeah, by the lake. And I couldn't like help but think of them. And this is the thing, you know, like you know, this judge is like basically sitting here playing like patty cake with this kid. And I will look at what what went on with the um, what went on with those kids, where it was really no like physical evidence, no eyewitnesses, none of that, and they were basically railroaded and and basically treated like animals. But then when you were on, like, Fox News, like, Tucker Carlson and, you know, all these different people, like, hailing this kid as some kind of, like, hero, like, mm-hmm. it was just astonishing to me. So, you know, with that being said, like, I've been saying I'm I'm prepared for the bullshit. And, you know, we're all going to talk about it. Just, you know, just like I was, you know, with Trayvon Martin, with um, George Zimmerman, where, you know, I was prepared for the bullshit and we, we all, like, you know, vented about it. And. As I said, this is you know uh, a definite like
0: example of there being two Americas, and that was almost over ten years ago at Martin, right? And we saw the downfall of Zimmerman. Like he got off, and he didn't he didn't have to pay for his uh, crime. But you saw him, the, the the type of person he 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 was. Uh, he he got off he got off in court, but we saw it play out where he uh, he had a down he, his downfall. And let's not forget, you mentioned Tucker Carlson and Fox News um, and the power of media. They had him on the show, you know, and he, he was OK with going on the show and being like, you know, and we talked about the sponsorship and everything. Now he's now he's in court and he's you can tell he's just a selfish, um, selfish person and uh, he, he has to be um, he has to be like the poster boy of uh, what happens when you, uh, you when you when you actually like play, when it actually plays out in real life, not just um, people t- uh, talking and internet and social media. So um, that's why I, I think it's important that uh, people. Are like, Oh, I don't care about politics. I don't want to talk about this. It's important because it's, uh, it's affecting people's uh, uh, well-being in life. Okay, so. You know, we're cinephiles, we love, we love television as well. Um, so many classic series. Um, I go back and watch, I binge watch them. I just rewatched Seinfeld for like the hundredth time. Um, but there's other shows that I was really into and then I just for some reason just gave up on. Um, and that's what we're gonna talk about now. I have mine, I'm interested to hear Shug. show, what's yours? Yeah, um,
1: I really got the idea because um, I went on like BuzzFeed and they're doing a the thing about like, you know, um shows that like you, you know, it's plot twists that made you like give up on a show. But so many of them, like so many of the examples were just like the final, like after like the final episode, like turned you off or the mm. final season. And I was just like, this doesn't mm. make sense. Like this, this isn't like earth shattering. I mean, like, first of all, like, by that point, like, the show's done anyways. So that's the point when, like, shows kind of just, you know, mail it in with, you know, how they want to end it anyways. And they're going to end it however they want to anyways. So I was just thinking about shows. I, I thought we'd do it better and we'll appropriate it where we talk about shows that we, you know, fell out of favor with. Um, or we started to dislike and just stop watching after um, a certain point. But those shows went on to have more episodes. Um, so actually I actually had two. Mm. Um, but I'll, I'll give my first one and then I'm going to let, Mike, um, let mm. y'all know his. But the first thing I thought of was Glee. Because back in <laughs> 2009, I got into it when it first premiered um i wanted to check it out it looked um interesting um and i thought the first season was cool i thought it was solid it was um it was like a cool like teen dramedy you know comedy and you know with drama um and it had musical numbers And you know i love like jane lynch like she's mm. hilarious at that point i only i, I really knew her from um 40 uh, year old version and um Ooh. something else i can't remember what it was but um and I, I thought like her character was like great and you know it was cool like it had like the little musical numbers like they would play um you know old songs new songs um it was just like they would like um make the songs re- relate to the plot points in the episode so i always thought that was like kind of cool um because you know it wasn't original songs so obviously in regular musicals like you'd have like you'd have like original songs written to the plot but they would pick like various songs like i remember um one episode um the black girl i forgot what her name was she liked like the gay kid and then she found out like he was gay and she she was mad. She felt, like, upset. And then, like, they put it to, like, Jasmine Sullivan's um, Bust the Windows Out Your Car. And she sung it and performed it. And I thought it was, like, fantastic. Um, And also, they did, like, Don't Stop Believing in, like, the first episode. And this was, like, a couple years after The Sopranos mm-hmm. when um, Don't Stop Believing started, you know, getting popular again. Then the second season it seemed like they kind of leaned into a certain demo, uh, like a certain demographic and, you know, oh, I'm going to say who or what, you know, I'll let, you know, listeners speculate on that. And I think essentially they made it, you know, enjoyable for just that demographic. Whereas to me, like the first season, like if they kind of like rode that same path, I think like it would have been an enjoyable show for like everybody, like black, white, straight, gay, old young like I, I thought they did well and listen the show went on to do more seasons uh without me and um it's you know I've, I've heard like later on more storylines basically been heralded and they did they did a good job but after season one it just basically um wasn't for me and another thing about it is like in the later seasons they started adding a lot of like unlikable people um such as like Gwyneth Paltrow Gwyneth Paltrow who's um you know she she's you you have to have like uh she's an acquired taste um and you know one of the the two of the people that were on the show from the beginning um, went on to have, like, really bad reputations. And yeah. those were Leah Michelle, who was, like, the main girl on there. Um, you come to find out, like, she's behind the scenes. She's kind of a diva and, like, really like a bully and, you know, all this bad stuff. And, I, you know, something about her, I'd never, like, one day interviewed her. Like, when I saw her outside of the show, like, doing interviews and stuff like that, something about her never, like, you know, I never took to. Um and then Mark Saling or Saling, uh, who played Puck on the show, he was later found out to be like a really bad dude. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was uh found out that he this is after the show ended because it ended in 2016, like between mm-hmm. 2016 and 2018, it was found out like he um had child porn. And I looked into it and like while he was on the show, like he was in his twenties. So, um, so what I've like initially thought was perhaps like, cause these were p- people playing high school kids. So I just assumed like they were closer to like the high school age and, you know, like if you're 18 and you're dating like a, a like a 16 year old and you had new pictures of them on the phone, on your phone, like, let's say you started dating like a 15 year old while you were 17 and then you became 18 and she was 16 or 19 and she became like got to like 17 and you have pictures of them nude on your phone technically it has a child pornography so i thought it was something like that but then you come out you come to find out that like now nah, like a lot of these do like a lot of people on show sure were in their like late twenty mid to late 20s early 30s even playing high school kids so um Apparently, he had, like, actual legitimate, like, child pornography on his, um, um, on flash drives and on his computer and all this stuff. And he was actually found guilty of it. And he committed suicide before okay. um his sentencing, before he could be sentenced. So, all in all, like, you know, there was a lot of bad stuff attributed to that. And, you know, last year, we talked about it, Naya Rivera. Um, the one thing like I do appreciate about that show is like I actually you know got to see my childhood one of my childhood crushes again as she grew up. Um, and unfortunately, like we said last year, she died. Um, trying to save her kid, um, and drowned. So, you know, that's why I kind of fell out of favor with Glee. That's why I, I really like stopped watching it.
0: Hey, Glee. <clears throat> Glee was that was a that was a huge series. Um, they even had an episode of Office where they watched it, right, I remember. So it was kind of like uh, cro- a crossover hit, like it was very accessible to people like, oh, you know, people like it, like we're talking about um, mi- 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 Middle America. Oh, like, like they were able to identify with a lot of these characters that um, you wouldn't normally see in real life. Um, yeah, and I have my That's man it. from
1: yesterday. Um, yesterday, um I his name, Boston dude, Kevin Kevin O'Malley, I think.
0: Kevin O'Malley. not Mike, Mike O'Malley.
1: Michael O'Malley. Right? He was in it? Yeah, he was Kevin something. He was Kevin's father. I forgot what his name, but, you know, from yesterday. Yeah, Michael O'Malley. Guy. He's great. Yeah. He's in heels
0: yeah. now. He's in heels right now. He's a producer of the show, the wrestling show. Heels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of his. And I thought, like, he was good because they – like I said, they – they they touched on a lot of like serious stuff and it was like it was one of the things where he was like a guy, a guy's guy. Um, and his son was gay and he like knew his whole life, like he knew his son was gay, but he never came out to him. And he eventually married um another person that died while he was doing the show and he was going through his own um struggles in you know real life, which was Corey Monteith. Um, his character Finn. Um uh, Michael Malley's character who was the father of the, the gay kid you know he he married Finn's mom and he felt closer to Finn because Finn was like the high school quarterback and all of that and the the gay son he was like uncomfortable with coming out because he felt like his, his father wouldn't accept him and like it was part of like the first season where he came out to him and his father, like, accepted him. And I thought, like, that was great acting from everybody involved. And that was one of the things that they did. But then later seasons, they just went into, like, directions where I was just like, all right, this, this show ain't, like, my, my cup of tea. And that's why I don't answer it. What about you, Mike? What's,
0: what's your thing? That's what's interesting. Your um, well uh it, this was a big deal when this when, when it first came out it was uh martin scorsese was like the producer behind it and then you had people uh, from sopranos and you had people from uh the wire working on it warlock empire i was big into this i actually went to like q a's with like the director and uh, the actresses and actors in the show i was so into it the first three seasons i watched it was what we did on Sunday nights, me and my brother. Uh, we'd watch football and we'd watch The Boardwalk Empire. And I'm, no spoilers, but something happens in one of the seasons and the show completely just like changed. It, you know, it uh, it was going one way with, with the character and the storyline. And then they do like kind of like a, a shock, a shocking, uh, a shocking moment. And then I was like, all right. I had them all on DVR for like two years. And I'm like, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I'll, I'll watch next season. Uh, eventually I'll watch it. I never have to watch it. Uh, it's been on my, it's on my to-do list, but I just gave up on it. I was like, you know what? I committed to this show, you know, I was a big fan of it. And then I just said, eh, it got away from me. You know, I was like, oh, uh, did you watch Bulwark Empire?
1: Yeah, I watched it when it first came out, and then I kind of um I couldn't watch it because I didn't have, like, HBO. Mm-hmm. But then eventually I got Amazon Prime, and it had, like, the first... Like, I watched the first season, and I enjoyed it. And then I couldn't watch, like, any season after that. And then I got Amazon Prime, and they had the first three seasons for free, and then you would have to buy the other two seasons, and I think I um, they eventually put the fourth season up, and then I wanted to finish it, so I ponied up, bought the fifth season, and then, lo and behold, like, a couple months later, they put the fifth season on there for free, so I was like, I probably just waited. But yeah, I ended up finishing it. I enjoyed it.
0: I mean, great performances from everyone. Uh, we talked about him passing uh, Michael K. Williams, isn't it? Um, I think I brought us a few times where it's like, uh, you know, it takes place in the 20s in uh like the Atlantic City area. Um, but like they were able to touch on like social issues like now at the time. And yeah, the great Steve Buscemi, Buscemi in it. Uh, and just a lot of inside jokes, uh like the lines that they would say. It was just it became part of my vocabulary. Me and my buddy, my brother and my friends would like like the whole thing where he's like, he calls him an mf'er and uh Stephen Trim was like what's a motherfucker what like it's just the language it was just great um and i guess i get i just gave up on it and um, maybe I'll, I'll eventually rewatch it uh, but we talk about um shock shocking moments in the series finales and you know like uh, like game of thrones i got you to watch that everyone like shits on the show f- cuz the last couple episodes but it had a t- almost like ten year run, and um, now they it, it just people are like, oh, they, they got to remake the episodes and like whatever, um, and then they, oh, I think they, they gave up on it. But it was like the finale. Borac, I had a couple of seasons left. And I just gave up on it. What's your second choice?
1: Yeah, my other one also is like a HBO show, um, Entourage. It was um, one of those things that they turned from like. Love to hate really because the show started to get like annoying to me. Um, it started off like I I jumped in, I think, on like the second season. Um, so maybe I have something like Mad Men where I kind of like will watch like the first season since I didn't, I never watched it. Um but I jumped in on the second season. I thought it was like a fun, like guy show. It was out when I was in high school. You know, when you you kind of like leaning into your machismo and trying to figure out what kind of man you want to be. So I always, you know, that kind of shit like always like appealed to me. And you know, I was basically like the base demographic for the show. And uh, Ari, who was expertly played by um Jeremy Fivin, you know, was consistently the best character, and he was just a supporting character, so that I could have probably should have been like, um, that should have been a sign that after a while, like, the show was gonna get like lame to you because, like, its best character isn't its main character, nor is he like one of the principal characters. I mean, I guess, like, you know, he was like a principal character, and he, I, 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 I would assume, um. In retrospect, that like in the first couple of seasons, like he was kind of like more of a like side character, like you only see him for like a few scenes in each episode, but you don't see him like regularly. And then over the last couple of seasons, when they realized his popularity, they started like expanding him more and more and more. Which I, to me, I felt like the best thing they could have probably did after a while is like. Move off of like the actual entourage and like somehow, some way, like make the show more about Ari. Um, Vince himself to me was never really interesting. Um, but I think that was kind of the point because the show was about the entourage. It wasn't really about like the person who the entourage is around. And then I started like disliking characters on it. Um, the show got lame. To me, when uh Vincent started dating Sasha Gray, because he was kind of, like, on a spiral. though no offense to Sasha Gray, I'm a big-ass fan. Like, I was a really big fan then. So, please believe, as I've said, it came out. Like, when I was watching it, I was in high school. So, it was, like, best of both worlds for me. Like, one of my favorite shows and, like, one of my favorite hobbies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time, kind of coming together. But just on the show, it was just... It, it, like I, I said, I was like Vince wasn't that interesting, and when you started making Vince like the focal point of the show, like that's when you kind of started to lose me, and then the people around him started getting really, really lame. Like, um, Johnny, his brother, was drama. He was, you know, um, he wasn't really meant to be liked. He, he was like kind of like somebody you pitied. So that always worked. So you never liked him really, like from the beginning. And then Turtle was like the driver, he was stocky. He, um, you never really expected him to be like, you know, um, the handsome, you know ladies man or even like to venture off and like get his own stuff you always saw him as a driver but you always saw him as like a really cool friend and then you had E who was like his manager played by Kevin Connolly um, who I was like familiar with from, from a, a show way back in the 90s comedy called Unhappily Ever After um, and Ian Turtle were like my, my favorite characters outside of Ari and turtle kind of like he started dating like jamie lynn Sigler, you know metal soprano and like at that point he started to to kind of like become unlikable and then he um he started to venture out from just being like vincent's like manager into like his own like you know like just managing other people and then he started to get kind of lame too and I started watching a movie. I wasn't happy when mm. they saw when they made a movie because at the time I was like, yo, like, why why doesn't Sopranos have a movie? And of course, like eventually, mm. 10 years later, they did.
0: Like Sex and the City till they did it.
1: Yeah. And I was like, why did I make it in Sex and the City? Like, if Sex and the City could have a movie, why can't I have a Sopranos movie? But they gave us Entourage and uh, I started a movie I never finished it. Um and I have like no desire to finish it. So I guess. We got a twofer because that's two things I, I build on: the movie and the show.
0: <laughs> I
1: ha- I have the box
0: set. So some for some reason, like one one uh, Christmas, um, I got it and I just never opened it. Um, but that's a great choice. Uh, Kevin Dillon as well. I you know I believe it's c- supposed to be like the Wahlbergs, right? Like it's a like kind of uh similar to that. Yeah, they're from New it York, was but they're,
1: based on like, like yeah. Mark Wahlberg and like the guys that he brought with him from um. Boston, I guess.
0: Yeah, Boston area to uh, L.A. Um, that's a good choice. Um, I don't think I finished it either. I think I went all the way to the end in uh, one of the final the final season, and I just, again, I gave up on it. Uh, never saw the movie. Um, it kind of was uh, a great, great idea, but it kind of just was like paint by numbers that by the end, um, there was like every episode was very similar um so it's kind of like maybe a ran. a lot of the things we're talking about uh these shows went on for too long like you mentioned glee great first season and then they just went through the motions and but it did they did last for like almost a decade and by the end like the office is another show where you know it went on for t- 10 years and by the end it was kind of uh uh, that that lost me as well where it's just like all right you're just watching it because like you've been watching it for years and you know the thing about entourage
1: uh, interesting fact i just like realized because i know like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about fat beach the creative Ooh. entourage <laughs> was the person that directed fat beach Ooh. so shout out them for making fat beach because you know it's what it's, it's a cult Favorite of me and Mike because me and Mike were talking about Fat Beach. What I said, I I found it on on demand one time, and I watched it.
0: Uh, I I got great memories of just like looking at in the video store of just the different movies. Like Fat Beach is one of the most that and senseless. I remember just seeing like the posters of it. I'm like, uh, it's iconic. No one really talks about a movie like Fat Beach. (laughs) It's just like you know we like you know it's like kind of like a. It's it's obscure. you like Fat Beach? Oh, we're friends now. Like <laughs> that whole thing.
1: One of the things. Remember, like when we always talked about, like you know, I know you. You talked about how, like, you'd watch um the um the free weekends on like stars yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just one of those movies. Like I remember way back when, when I was a kid, and flipping through channels, that you'd find on like HBO, like randomly on like an afternoon. And yeah. that's why I like saw it the like, other day. It wasn't on it wasn't on netflix it wasn't on um amazon prime or anything like that like it was just on stars on demand
0: yeah uh those free weekends we made the most of them we would i'd make mixtapes of like all, all the movies like any movie from like 93 to like 95 um people that like rarely talk about them but they're like iconic to me because they were on the the only vhs i had um so that's uh that's that's uh, funny that you bring that up
1: all right All right, award of the week for episode award of the week for episode 76. I'm gonna have to give it to Britney Spears, I guess, Mm -hmm. because um they ended her conservatorship, um, which is something like you've been seeing all on social media because they had a hashtag free Britney. Um every other like tweet I've seen like anytime Britney Spears is brought up and oh you know I had to look it up and essentially what I thought it was is what it is which is that um it's a bunch of people just fighting over this rich white woman's money but I will admit that as I dug deeper so like a, a little bit deeper than that um it basically began in 2008 right after her marriage with kevin federal federal line because um we all remember when britney Spears was going through her things and this was well before um you know people started really champion uh, championing uh, uh mental health awareness and you know people being you know like everybody because we all remember this so like you know everybody's like britney's crazy she's on drugs she's on this and it's like nah like she was actually, like, going through stuff and and um, had a lot of people in her life that were in control of her that really didn't have her best interests in mind. Um, and it was probate, so it was basically, like, indefinite. So it didn't really have, like, an end date. Um, Again, it's a thing with mental health because back then it was like, all right, like, she's crazy, so who knows when she's going to stop being crazy. And but it has lasted well into now and it was finally ended this week. But one of the things where I said, you know, it goes deeper than just people fighting over her money. She was involuntarily admitted to a mental institution in 2019 um, and the people who were in charge of her conservative conservatorship. Were her former business manager and her father. Mm-hmm. And basically, her dad and her business manager didn't have her best interests in mind. Um, her mom, her fans, and her supporters, who were, you know, other celebrities, you know, they had her best interests in mind. And the thing about the decision to end her conservatorship is that it will help now with decisions um dealing with elder abuse and human rights violations in the future because essentially when they give you when the judge decides to put you under a conservatorship they essentially give you a guardian and basically the person is in control of all of your decisions and if they decide like you're mentally um incapable of taking care of your affairs like they could do whatever they want to you and it's significant because you know a couple years ago we lost somebody a lot of people who's um well liked and well loved among um many people stanley we found out that he was kind of in the same situation where Mm. somebody was in control of you know his personal life you know his last years and didn't have his best interests in mind so um although I've you know given her a order week in jest because again I still feel like it was basically a battle over who gets this rich white woman's money but I'm glad like she's in control of her own life again and she could do um things on her own and you know she doesn't have to worry about this stuff anymore but um, I'm glad that what comes out of it is is something positive for people who probably don't have as big as, of a profile as Britney Spears and wouldn't have like a big social media campaign going um for them.
0: And that's the power of, we we'll talked talking about it with Kyle Rittenhouse, the power of social media, the power of documentaries, like, um, like Central Park Five, like they made a documentary uh, and, and that move something like that would influence the public and then out of nowhere, things change. Uh, I saw Britney Spears and they, the joke was in like the 2007, I believe, like to the mid 2000s. Oh, that's your Britney Spears moment. Like you shave your head, uh, you know, the, the umbrella. Um, but now you, you realize it was a child actor, child performer, musician. And uh, that right there is damaging. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't, don't make it out from being like a child actor. And now we find out that her father was, you know, basically cash. It's a cash cow, and you know, it's like keeping someone in prison uh, just because oh, that, that's their um, their source of income is from somebody else, and that's good. That's good to hear. But the you know, it's and jest. but you know,
1: yeah, I, I think you know, like I, like I said before, think of how we thought of Britney Spears in like two thousand eight when this shit was started. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Yeah, like she's she's off a rocker. Like she's, you know, it gotta be drugs, or she's gotta be unstable." And da, da 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 And you know, nobody was in her her corner. Um. And then fast forward to now, when we're all like really thinking and and very open to this idea that you know people might not be well, like, and we, and we need to respect that and at least be um sympathetic to it. So, um, in all seriousness, like, I'm, I'm happy for her and I'm, I'm glad that all of these people like basically rallied behind her to, um, you know, get her, get her life back into her own hands and, you know, we'll see what she does from here. And, you know, she's the thing we also forget is like, she's a mother. So, um, it's just weird to have, you know, be a parent and then have like somebody telling a parent what to do, like how they go about their life and stuff like that. Um, but that's award of the week. So Mike, final thoughts for episode 76.
0: We just spoke about Britney Spears, uh, the word of the week. Uh, mental, mental health uh, was a big deal. Uh, but another thing, you know, I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. And uh, one of my favorites is uh, Eddie Kingston. And he wrote about mental health in, a, in an article that came out. Um, and but I had these tapes here and he, he actually name dropped the video store that I got these from when I was a couple, a couple years old, me and my brothers rented all these tapes and I eventually bought them, uh, and I got them signed by all my other favorite uh, wrestlers, but he touched on in the article, uh, it, it, but like mental health, uh, this was like kind of like my escape, uh, when I was a kid, um, You know, there's this, like, trouble at home, you know, like, domestic stuff. Uh, You know, I'm a child of divorce, you know. Uh, So this was our escape. And then later on, uh, when I got back into wrestling, again, my source of, uh, you know, it's a fun hobby and everything. But uh, I just want to shout out to him uh, for that. Um, It's it's important. Uh, uh, We also talked about uh, the shows we gave up on. Uh, you actually reminded me about Honor, Entourage. Talking about the sh- series that we gave up on, um, it's always fun to binge, binge watch and uh, marathon old shows that you used uh, to always love. So on my list now, I'm going to go back and finish Boardwalk, finally. Uh, you know, I have HBO uh, Go, HBO Max as it's called. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. People go, hey, the, don't talk about uh, you know politics and stuff like that. It's, it's it's a serious uh, topic. Oh, I did get the booster shot. To just go back, go out and get the booster shot. It's been six months since I got the uh, the second um, vaccination. Uh, but it's important. Um, I know that starting in January, all uh, businesses are going to have you. Uh, that the mandate is going to be you know be, be vaccinated. So people, are, if they're going to be forced to do it. Uh, I know that's like a serious thing. People are quitting jobs over it. Oh, uh, shout out to uh, Eddie Guerrero. We lost him uh, 16 years ago uh, this this week. I, I know you've you got your Latino heat uh, shirt on. Uh, you no, know, so uh, that's another person that was lost to uh, addiction uh, way too young. I believe he was like not even 40 yet. Uh, so again, addiction and mental health is a big, now it's finally being talked about more but it's something I always, I, you know, I've been surrounded by it. So um, shout out, to, shout out for the Latino heat. Yeah. Um,
1: I wore this shirt because of Eddie Guerrero. Um, I was always like a big fan of his and I'm just glad like he got a lot of love from all kinds of people. Um You know, people, you know, that were his contemporaries And also from you know wrestlers today, and you know always looked like I I always was a big fan of him as a wrestler. Like when I would play with my toys, I would use his finisher, the five star frog, frog splash. And when I played video games and I created myself, I used his finisher because. You know, I was so inspired by him, and I'm so glad he got so much love. AEW was able to put on a great event. Um, I didn't get to see it, but I've heard good things about it. Up in Minnesota, where, um, unfortunately, it was his last, you know, the, the last place he was when he was alive. Um, and it was just sad hearing the news. I remember it when I was in high school, you know, um... Hearing over the radio at the time, that's that's how it was way before social media. So I heard it over the radio. It's like Eddie Eddie Guerrero died in a hotel room. So, um, that was really sad, but I was glad to see that he's one of the person, one of the people that over and over and over and over he gets like a lot of love. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, um, I watched. This documentary called Long Shot, which was about Juan Catalan, who was a man that was up for murder um, in the mid 2000s out in Los Angeles. And he was actually helped in being exonerated through one of my favorite shows, Kirby Enthusiasm, releasing footage from an upcoming episode at the time, which was the carpooling episode anybody remembers that episode, Larry, he picks up a hooker so that he could drive in a carpool lane so that he could beat traffic in order to go to a Dodger game. The Dodger game they actually filmed was um, the game that Juan Catalan went with his daughter and two of his friends. And, you know, I knew about the story, but I didn't really know like too many of the details, but you come to find out that that video didn't even like solely exonerate him. He had to do stuff on top of that. Um, or his lawyer had to prove different things on top of that, such as, you know, um, where he was in relation to Dodger Stadium when the murder happened. Did he buy anything? If he made any phone calls um, on a cell phone, if he made a phone call on a cell phone, which cell tower, um, how... Um, how far does our cell tower's range go? All that stuff his um, attorney had to prove. And it was interesting to me, especially in relation to this Kyle Rittenhouse uh, murder, where we've all seen video of him and pictures of him taken from um, security cameras where he committed the murder. You know, the, three of these murders. We've seen video of him walking by police officers with the gun that he killed these people with. And... You know he's basically being given the you know innocent until proven guilty um, stamp that a lot of people of color don't get. Um, uh, I, oh, like I said, i associated with you know Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, and the Exonerated Five, where you know for the Exonerated Five they want trial and basically were vilified all around New York and all around the country at the time. And then Tamir Rice killed within seconds for playing with a gun, where this kid just walked by the police with an actual gun that he killed people with. And then Trayvon Martin where you know, it was just him and George Zimmerman and George Zimmerman committed a vigilante murder much in, in like, um, Rittenhouse. Um, and you know, I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of shows like I started watching. I was just like, yeah, I don't feel like watching this anymore. But Glee and Entourage were the two that stuck out to me. So if you have any or those type of shows and you can relate it to what we were talking about, please like reach out to us. Y'all know you could catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Shook me the Mooney. and you know also we have our own personal handles that if you look in a bio for any of our social media accounts, you can find us on those if you want to reach out to us. um. Last thing I want to say, um, something very tragic happened in my family um, this week. And I put out a tweet from my own personal account and our social media accounts because I felt like it was a message that needed to, to be um, put out there. Um, so if you fast forward through anything on this episode, don't fast forward through this part. I just want everybody that listens to this um to know, and I want you to let everyone you know know that they are loved by someone. They should value their life and they should value themselves and never let somebody um have the power. Over you to feel that life is not worth living because um, once you go away, you leave that pain and that grief with um, the people who do love you. And you shouldn't sacrifice your life for someone who doesn't love you. Um, As always, like Mike said, um, if you haven't been vaccinated, go out. And get vaccinated if you have been vaccinated. Try to get a booster shot if you can. And this has been episode 76 of Shug Me The Mooney. Shug Me The Mooney. Shug Me The The Mooney.